headphones, my headphones. Oh man, what's up everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse. I am Billy. So, we are riding solo. We got uh, the Super Bowl recap. And I managed to piss a little, you know, some people off on the internet. Not really a big deal, but we're going to go over that. Um, try to get some energy going here. Early morning, it's okay. So, Super Bowl 57. Now, uh, you know, like most people who are not in Kansas City or Philly, I really didn't have a dog in the race, so to speak, but I enjoy football. It's my favorite sport. I am, however, wearing my pa- my patience is wearing so very thin with these bullshit ass calls. It j- infuriates me. I'll just say drive me crazy. It doesn't drive me crazy. It infuriates me. It's a guarantee the NFL has favorites. And it's a guarantee that you can see the penalties going to come when things do not go their way. I still am not an NFL is rigged person. I really am not. But it is so difficult to not have that thought when stuff like this happens. You knew damn well at the end of the game, pressure's on. Something is going to happen with Mahomes and the Chiefs and they're going to get a gift. It's it's as if the sun's going to rise in the morning. You know it's coming. You know it. There was, what, four penalties in the whole game, I think? I'm trying to find that. I was trying to do a little research before I started. But I just, you know, I just wanted to get going here. But there, it was, oh, my God. that It was a good game. Start to finish, I enjoyed it. I liked a little bit of the comeback. I like, you know, Philadelphia imposing their will on almost every drive. 17-play drive, double digits in almost every play drive, which is weird until the end of the game when they were driving with no problem, running with no problem, good passing. They crap out the second-to-last drive before the game, I believe. Again, not a conspiracy thing, not an NFL is rigged. Kansas City, we just had the momentum. Philadelphia was deflating, in my opinion. So let's look at this. Let's look at this game here. Hurts, 304 yards and a touchdown. 70 rush yards, three touchdowns, one fumble. That one fumble was huge. Guaranteed points. They were driving. Could have had a potential. 17 points to 21 points to seven. Instead, it was, what, third? Uh, Gainwell, second in six, seven, whatever it is, runs up, tries to juke, slips and falls one inch before the, the first down. Okay, so we do our quarterback sneak. Everybody piles behind Hurts, uh, and we're going to shove him over the line. It worked the entire night. It, it looked like a guaranteed play. What happens? On the, on the inch to go, guy jumps off sides. False start on Philly. Let's back him up five yards. The next play, okay, we can't do the quarterback sneak. Let's run a draw. Let's do something. So you go back your five yards, redo the play. While running, he kicks the ball out of his hand. Bolden picks it up, takes it back for a touchdown. If Gamewell would have lowered his head instead of juked and danced, would have gotten a first down, would not have been in that situation. Had the, had the def, uh, offensive line got their stance, not moved, would have gotten the first down based on how the game went, would have had a first down, would not have had the fumble. Everything leads to everything. That was a huge play. Uh, Gainwell, 21 rush yards. Sanders, 16 rush yards. Scott, 8. They 
it, they didn't try to run the ball, or from what I saw, they didn't try it, and the defense was doing very well against the run because they were passing 304 yards. Devontae Smith, 100 yards. A.J. Brown, 96. Gollard, 60. These guys had great games. Look at Mahomes, 180 and three touchdowns. Uh, Pacheco, 76 yards rushing with a touchdown. Pacheco, he got dropped a couple times in the backfield for just like a busted play, but that guy does not take the first shot and fall down. He doesn't fall down sideways. He doesn't seem to fall down backwards. This guy is always going forward. That is what you want in a running back. Even if it's to get one yard, one inch, have your guy going forward. Mahomes had 44 yards. He had. This is where. This is how they lost. Uh, he beat Buffalo a few years back. Here's how he gets these timely runs. He's not a runner, not by any stretch, but he's a smart athlete. Everybody goes deep. Everybody does their routes. Defensive backs to him. Defensive backs backs to him. He sees nothing but numbers, the nameplates, and he takes off. He does it often. Not often, but he does it at the right time. That's smart, man. That's smart. I'm not a, a Mahomes guy. I don't dislike Mahomes. Again, the announcers are putting me on my way to dislike him. But he plays smart. He, his running is timely. Okay, He knows how to get out of bounds, when to get down, when to take off. In a game of two top defenses, one and two in sacks... Only one sack of the game. I think maybe Hurts had a second one. But they weren't like tackle the quarterback and drop for a loss. They're running, chasing him out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. Defense did not show up. I thought the matchup in this game was going to be Philly's defense and Kansas City's offense. Kansas City's offense looked okay. Once they figured out how to kind of slow Kelsey down, they could do nothing, Kansas City. But for whatever reason... It went sideways. Kelsey, 6'4", 81, and a touchdown. Smith-Schuster, 56 yards, and that was it. Everybody else, 18, 15 yards, nothing, nothing. Philadelphia dominated this game. Time of possession, all of it. Let me see if it's on here. Let me see, let me see. Time of possession, do I see any on here? No. No. Let's see individual statistics. Nope, they don't show it on this on this site here. That's fine. But I think it was it was something like uh, my phone might have it. But it they I mean it was up until this fourth quarter. I mean Philly had absolutely no uh, KC had no answer for Philadelphia's offense. None. They could they couldn't stop them. It was they were slicing through with no issues whatsoever. Let's see if I can find the uh, the game stats here on the phone. The phone always seems to be better. Here we go. First downs, Eagles had 25, the Chiefs 21. Third down efficiency, Eagles 11 out of 18, two KC's 4 out of 8. Fourth down, 2 for 2 for KC, uh, for Philly, nothing for KC. Total yards, 417 to 340 in favor of the Eagles. Pass yards, 302 to 182, Eagles. Rush yards, 158, KC to Philly's 115. Total plays, 72 to 53, Eagles. Completions, 21-27, Philly, 27-38, Eagles, total rushes, 32, turnovers, one by the Eagles, a huge turnover, sacks, allowed, Eagles, two, zero, 
against Mahomes. Penalties, 3 for 14, 6 for 33. And we all know the one penalty that was the biggest problem. A play that we've seen guys grab the jersey, let go. So listen, this is what happened. He grabbed the jersey a little bit, let go, does his wheel route, gets to the end zone, ball drops, then you see the flag. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Time of possession, 35-47 to 24-13. The Eagles dominated this game. Like in all things, on paper, they're the better team. Stats, they were the better team. The only thing that matters in sports, from your kids being peewee to professionals, the only thing that matters is the score. Winners and losers. Kansas City kept it going, got hot at the end. Philly fizzled out. The Philly fizzle, it happened. It sucks. But I'll tell you this, man, that whistle, you knew it was coming. You knew something was going to give. They cannot allow Kansas City to lose. He's already been Mahomes. He's already been anointed baby goat. We got got to keep hope alive. Because to me, if they would have lost last night, Mahomes is just Russell Wilson. One ring on a good team when he's by himself can't do much. He's got a bunch better coach, in my opinion, Andy Reid. But if he goes one for three, he's just a guy on a good team that can't beat big teams when it matters. But did you see his stat line? He had he was two touchdowns, four interceptions. His other two Super Bowl appearances last night, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a big jump. That's a good change of statistics for Mahomes. Good job for him. I was glad the announcers, they mentioned his ankle a couple times. Only after he got hit and hurt did he come up a lot. But I'm, thank God it wasn't Tony Romo. Holy shit. If Romo was on that broadcast, I'd have thrown up 100 times over. Greg Olson kept it together. Good job. I'm sorry I don't know Greg Olson's partner's name. It'll be Brady's partner in a year or two, I believe. I heard last night the old man told me Brady's taking a year off. He'll come back and do his broadcasting the following year. It is with Fox, whether it's at the desk or in the booth. I think it's the booth. We'll see. Now, one thing I did, look, now listen, I love stories when it comes to the NFL. I was glad the catch and fumble that was not a fumble for Sanders, but I kind of wanted it to be a catch and fumble because Bolden would have had two fumble recoveries for a touchdown in a Super Bowl. That would have been awesome. That is legendary stuff. Dexter Jackson, uh, Dexter Jackson, Darren Shaw, um, uh, Darren Woodson, MVPs, big plays for their teams. That kind of stuff lives on forever. Now, because they won, hitting puberty, because they won, that one you know, fumble for the touchdown could be a change in the game. You know what I mean? It was early on, but it's a big play. So I'm glad that happened for him. <clears throat> I like stuff like that. I'm glad Andy Reid is getting his due. Fantastic offensive coach. You know, defense is so-so, but he's more of like a, a surefire offensive genius. So I'm glad to see him getting put in that category of best coaches of all time. Um, I just say I don't mind Mahomes. The biggest thing about Mahomes to me is he's not a jerk. He's not arrogant. At least he doesn't come off that way. His commercials, the State Farm commercials, the bath bombs, those are funny to me. He's a likable dude. So good job for him. Glad he won. But 
the ref, the NFL, I'm this close, bro. I'm this close to just turning it off. I've said as many times before, I wasn't watching football a few years ago. It'd be on in the background or I would just turn it off or I wasn't even into it, partly because Buffalo sucked, mainly because the liberals took over and they're kneeling bullshit, and I had no more time for them. But Liam got a little bit older, started watching more. We got into it again. It was great. But I'm telling you, it. I know the NFL is not fixed except for the fact that every time something important ha- needs to happen for certain players, it always appears to happen. I put a meme out on the uh, on the socials here <clears throat> of uh, last night. I did a let me see how to find it here. Neighborly discourse. That's me at and under the discourse. So we we all saw this fake script leaked by the NFL where it says Super Bowl script explained why Eagles versus theor- versus Chiefs conspiracy theory has people betting on 37-34 final score. So I made a little meme the people the NFL is rigged. The NFL no it isn't look and it has that thing betting is 34 30 uh 37-34 the actual NFL score 38-35. So the joke being, look, it's not rigged. It's not 37-34. 38-35. Look, we're no, no script here. I mean, come on, man. How can you see stuff like this and think, this shit's rigged, bro. Like, how, do you, how can you explain that it's not? How can you explain that it's not influenced by outside thoughts and parties and such and things? You know? Now, I also tweeted Philly 31, KC 17, and I was going that way. It looked pretty good for a while. But, hey, man, that's why you play the game. Good for the Chiefs. I feel for Philly. I don't think they're going to have a, a bad offseason. I think they got the right pieces. I think they're going to be okay, especially in the NFC. But, man, like I'm trying not to get into this conspiracy crap. But I heard the other day the NFL is categorized as sports entertainment. It is a sporting entertaining entity. Sports entertainment is wrestling because they're marketed as, they're licensed as a sports entertainment company. They have the right to determine the outcome of the game pre-game. You know, I don't think, I do not think that's happening. There's too much to lose if the NFL were to do that and the public find out. It literally would be the death of the NFL. But I can understand why people say, oh, it is the billions of dollars that are just up for grabs on any, on any given play. You know, missed field goal here, the, the interception, the fumble return for a touchdown, fluke plays. It's crazy to have all that money up for chance. So it would make sense that you would try to find an outcome to a game. Again, I don't, I don't believe it. You know, it was a good game. I wish Philly would have won. I can't take the announcers when it comes to Mahomes, but, I, but to me personally, if, if it gets more ticky-tacky with his bullshit-ass calls and knowing Mahomes is going to get every call he needs, like I'm just not going to watch the NFL anymore. Like it's not, in, it's not fun when I know the star player who all the announcers slob over is going to get the call at the end of the game that he needs to win the game. It's a, it was a guarantee it was going to happen. I can, guarantee, I can say everybody watching the game last night all around the world, at least one person who pays attention to football and any party said, last drive, they're tied up. Where's that penalty coming from? I can all but guarantee it. 
We watch football. We know how this stuff happens. It's unfortunate that you can almost predict it. But this dude threw the, threw the penalty. Pull, jersey pulled like this. Boop. Turns. Wheel route. Up. Into the end zone. Ball drops. Here comes the flag. Why wasn't it thrown immediately? We saw the other angle. He pulled it. He made a turn down the field. Then the ref started going for it. Come on, man. It happens or it doesn't happen. That's me. I mean, that, that was a problem. And like I said, I'm going to always root for Buffalo. Buffalo, please win the Super Bowl so I can stop watching the NFL. I'm tired of their crap. I'm tired of their social messaging bullshit. I'm tired of the, of the referees and the announcers slobbing over certain people. I can't take it anymore. It's not fun anymore to watch football. So hopefully Buffalo wins the next year or two, and I can be done with it. <clears throat> that being said, NFL, Super Bowl, 57. KC wins, 38-35 on help from the refs. Hope that the refs get a ring. Money line, Kansas City was plus 100. Point spread, plus one and a half. Over under 51.5. Me and the old man talked the other day. If it's going to be a high-scoring game, that means it's not going well for Philly and their defense. And what, it was like 70 points, 38-35? That's a hell of a game. Mm. You know, Philly will be back. KC, on the other hand, who knows? All right, so I'm going to play something for you. Let's jump over to the political side of things. I'm going to play something for you, a reel that I put on the gram a few days ago. All right, a few days ago I put on Instagram. And let me see here. I'm using the computer, so I'm not too handy with the stuff. So I put a, a reel on Instagram. You'll see it on the video. You'll hear it on the podcast. And it goes as follows russia is telling you leave us alone we have no we don't want no parts of your western society if you come over and mess with us we're going to retaliate if you give ukraine stuff try to get them in nato if you mess with ukraine we're going to come at you so for years the media's been painting putin as this crazy man don't get me wrong i'm not justifying war crimes or anything he's allegedly done i don't know that information i'm not going to comment on that information What I'm going to comment is, however, he's told Obama and possibly Bush before him and got along with Trump and he told Biden, yo, stop your crap. Don't come over here and try to corrupt Ukraine with your Western bullshit or I'm going to have to retaliate. He said exactly what he was going to do and we didn't listen to him. Now look what happened. So now we're sending all this stuff to Ukraine so they can fight for America, so to speak, to get Putin out of there. It's disgusting. It's a proxy war. So, so that is what I put out there. It has 303 likes. It has almost 13,000 views. And we pissed some people off in the comment section. Here's one person, fight for America, So if they invaded Ukraine during Trump, that would be okay to let Putin start invading countries that cannot defend themselves. Also, NATO is helping Ukraine, not just USA. This is a common sense try. This this is just common sense. Try and use some, maybe do some research. So you'll see here, you can tell who the liberals are because they always have a little smart ass remark about 
someone else's opinion. In case you didn't know, Putin invaded way before we got involved. Put the mic down, go find a dark, quiet room. This dude is laughable at best. I don't know this info, so I'm not commenting on this info. Get real. I have Ukrainian friends fighting. You're definitely a fan of 45, and we American people want to see Ukraine win. Not sure whose side you're on, but your fear of Putin is pathetic. My quick reply to him was, thank you for your engagement with a laughing face. Hey, as long as you watch and comment, that helps me out. Then I got a few, you're absolutely right, people need to wake up. You sound like a communist sympathizer. Please stay on your meds. And there's some long ones on here that I'm not going to read, but it's more of the same. Like one guy made a logical thought, so I engaged in a little conversation with him. Um, someone else, we, uh, you're sending stuff over here to get laundered, stashed into the WEF pockets. Don't think any of this actually is going to Ukraine. I believe that. If someone else, buzz, eh, you're wrong. The Biden corrupt regime didn't listen to him as Putin going to Putin. <clears throat> Here's someone else. They're after Putin because he will not give up his country's sovereignty to the WEF. Can you blame him? Why are we fighting for American sovereignty? Somebody backing my thoughts. Here, um, I guess the long ones are where there's more uh, stuff. Biden... Comment on how Biden's blowing up the pipeline. Okay, that's someone's pro. Here, you're an idiot. I mean, listen, man, these people, they, they were, some of them were, like I said, they're they're pretty intense on here. Oh, apologist, this is total bullshit. You love Putin, he's your hero. It's sad you actually believe this. If you use Hitler instead of Putin, your BS doesn't, uh, how does it sound? And I'm like, well, this isn't Putin, this isn't Hitler, this is Putin. And I wrote, like, I, um, I replied back, that's hypothetical. This is actual thoughts from people. It's funny how you guys refuse to see that. And then he replied back, do you think he would stop with Ukraine? He would go after the former East Bloc. I agree with that. I never said that I didn't agree with that. Don't come over here and corrupt Ukraine. Are you kidding me? Do you know how Ukraine is or was corrupt under communism even after Zelensky? Zelensky is still cleaning up the stable. Check how many NATO countries are already on the border of Russia before discussing a subject. Try to get your shit together and instead of repeating Russian propaganda, it takes some time and some intelligence. At least you can try. I mean, you know, I just noticed you have over 200 followers, a clown with a mic, camera, and a social media account. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Why do you have air? Does this prick understand that Ukrainian hasn't been part of Russia for the collapse over 20 years ago? You're a coward. Moron. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut up. Dude. So these are the liberals. Again, a few of them gave some thoughts. A few of them, we engaged in a little conversation. I understood their side, but I still gave those thoughts. And again, I gave those thoughts based on a few reports that I saw and a few videos that I saw. What, what is not shown in the, in the clip that I played, it's a reel, it's a short, 59 seconds or under, was I was quoting the, a, a video you're going to see right now 
uh, we played before where this guy Gideon Rose on the Colbert Report in 2014 was talking about this exact thing. So I, I, this was taken out of context by me because I cut that part off to fit in the, the minute timeline. So here, I'm going to play for you the, first, the Gideon Rose part of what that, uh, that was about. But most of it, like I said, I am just giving information on what I saw and heard from other people. So let's listen, shall we, and watch. I just wish Ronald Reagan were still alive to fix this mess. Here to tell me how to reanimate Reagan is the editor of Foreign Affairs magazine, Gideon Rose. Mr. Rose, thank you so much for being here. There's the magazine, Foreign Affairs. Now, 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 now Gideon, uh, help me out here. We've got, a, we've got a battle. The Ukraine, some of them want to go into the EU, the European Union. Right. Uh, and some of them want to stay with Russia. If the Ukraine's not in Europe right now, what continent is it on? Well, it's part of Eurasia, but it's part of Eastern Europe and the former Soviet bloc. Uh -huh. It's basically Robin to Russia's Batman. And the challenge here, the challenge here is to try to attract it to the West, to get it to flip sides. So the, the rebels in the streets, what are they fighting for? They're fighting for a better future. Countries have a development... That sounds like a political speech. Like, no, but it's actually really true. Really... Countries have to develop over time. And Ukraine, basically, after it, the uh, end of the Soviet Union, faced two tracks. It could stay a sort of stagnant, corrupt, authoritarian country tied to Russia, or it could essentially join the West. It could modernize, liberalize, become a democracy. Uh, at the last minute, when it looked like it was going to trade up from its sort of uh, uh, abusive relationship with its boyfriend from the hood to a, a nice yuppie... Uh, uh, You're not loading these choices no, in any way it's whatsoever. Actually, it's actually true. When it looked like it was going to trade up to a better uh, environment, uh, at the last minute, Putin offered a bribe. How uh, much? Uh, $15 billion. Uh, That's a lot of cash, It's man. a lot of cash. And the president, who himself was tied to the old elites and the eastern part of the country with ties to Russia, decided to back off the change and go join Do you know how Russia. many pirate-themed restaurants you can buy with $15 billion? <laughs> the problem was the western parts of the country and the younger parts of the country and the more modern liberal parts of the country basically knew that they had no future being Russia's, Russia's vassal. Do and we, so they took to the streets. Is America taking sides in this in any way? If, if these people, if the, the rebels are winning, right now, right? Yes, just so recently. Why isn't Obama spiking the ball in the end zone and calling Putin and saying, hey, you might have won the medal count, but we won the country count, biatch. <laughs> it's actually a very good question, and the answer is that we don't want Russia to intervene and kick over the table like a game of risk and take Ukraine back. And so Would they we, do that? Could he send in troops? Yes, he could. So we are choosing... No, does Ukraine have any troops of their own? Would they fight back? Yes, but we don't want this to escalate and we don't want Russia to crack down. So we want to basically distract Russia. Oh, look, you have the highest medal count. Oh, you did really well. Uh, and you know, focus on the Olympics. Here's a shiny object. Focus we'll just take an entire country away from you. Basically. Now... There's a power vacuum right now. There's a power vacuum. The opposition is all together. Which everybody, it's, it's easy to agree on getting rid of the bad old regime and much harder to create a stable country in which everybody compromises and moves forward. Well, so, they, need, they need a strong leader to move the country forward. Do you know who's always good at a moment like that? Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Do you think he might volunteer to come in and, and, and help Ukraine 
The reason we don't want we don't want we don't want Putin to get involved in this, and so we are basically we want to try and involve him in this decision so that he allows Ukraine to go. We actually want to not we want to say we want a non-exclusive relationship with Ukraine. You can have a relationship with it too. You're the only one making this into a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship. <laughs> Ukraine is basically choosing its future between two completely different courses of action, and we're trying to blur that choice so the old boyfriend doesn't get too upset when it makes the right choice towards us. <laughs> He might punch us in the face. Well, thank you so much, Gideon Rose. Gideon Rose. So you heard. So you heard that. So my. So Warren, it is a comedy show. Way back when they're laughing at this kind of stuff. Little did they know, you know, just about ten years later, their shit was gonna hit the fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. But so there's so this guy saying, editor of the for, a foreign affairs magazine. My guess is he has some insight as to what's going on. It is his job to. Pay attention to what goes in magazines. Back then, at least, maybe you could assume they had some credibility. That being said, his job is to make sure he has an idea of what's happening. So he is saying, hey, you, you know, come over here, Ukraine. Come to the Western side of things. And Putin doesn't want that. He wants old Mother Russia back. And we're trying to go slow play him. So here's what happened, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe again, like I said, by the end of Bush, I'm not sure if Putin was in power just yet, but maybe around the end of Bush, that idea was popping in, or maybe even behind the scenes before that. I don't know. Obama, he was slow playing them because this was this was again under Obama's regime. It was shut down pretty much for the four years where Trump was there, so the slow playing stopped, which means they had a timeline. It looks like to get this done. Four years of Trump shut that timeline down. To where now, as soon as um, Biden got in, within the first year, we're balls to the wall trying to get Ukraine to the West. That's what I see. They're slow playing on up to get Ukraine to come over here without really engaging Putin. Like they said here in, the, in this clip. If you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you. It's again my opinion, but that's, those are the dots that I'm connecting. So Biden comes in. And bro, we go balls to the wall and all the crazy things that we that we think were happening behind the scenes. Now we know we're happening because Trump shut it all down. So so I made that clip on Instagram based on that uh, part of that from this interview. Another interview I saw was based on this Tulsi Gabbard on Joe Rogan on this issue. And you see there's so much divisiveness on tons of other issues facing our country, everything from infrastructure to education, all these other things you see like, oh my gosh, Democrats and Republicans can't agree on anything. This issue of putting our country in a continual state of war is supported by leaders in both parties and the majority of people in both parties. And it's directly tied to the military industrial complex's influence and tied to people who you know, wanna act and look tough but aren't asking the most important questions like, okay, if we do this, will this help the American people or hurt the American people? Uh, if we vote to, uh, you know, send these billions of dollars to Ukraine, is that strengthening our national security or undermining it? You'll hear a lot of rhetoric, uh, especially recently, saying, hey, uh, if we, um, we've got to send all this money to Ukraine, Otherwise, Russia is going to come and attack us here. Otherwise, our national security will be undermined. So they say all these things to foment fear in people's minds, but they're not rooted in reality. So what we're seeing play out now is 
essentially a proxy war. Uh, U.S. is engaging in a proxy war with Russia using Ukraine as their military. So the U.S. and some European countries, predominantly the U.S., though, are providing billions of dollars in funding, weapon systems, and so forth, and essentially waging this war using the Ukrainian military and people as their chess pieces in this geopolitical um, chess game. The ultimate objective being regime change with Russia. And you can see years before, um, obviously, Russia's invasion in Ukraine, uh, this this anti-Russia sentiment has been building up by the, the permanent Washington establishment and laying the groundwork. And this was the opportunity that they saw. I mean, she, she said that this has been going on for a while. They wanted a regime change. American, Western society, they wanted a regime change from in Russia. They wanted to get rid of Putin. We just saw the clip from Gideon Rose on Colbert in 2014. So this guy said this nearly 10 years ago. Gabbard said this nearly two months ago. I mean, you, you can call me names. You can call conservatives, whatever you want. Me personally, how can you see these two things? Again, nearly 10 years ago, Gideon Rose is telling Colbert, hey, listen, we're trying to blur the lines so we can get Ukraine to come over here to the Western mentality without really triggering Putin. He could go in there and do something if we got him mad. So we're trying to do this to where we're going to make it look like it's his idea. It's okay for, for him to let Ukraine go. We want them, that Western society... We want that them to have that mentality. And then Tulsi Gabbard, a few months ago, as opposed to 10 years ago with Gideon Rose, a few months ago on Joe Rogan saying, this has been building up for a while. The Washington establishment does not want Putin over there. This was the moment they saw to seize and they took over, making this a proxy war. They're going to use Ukraine to try to get Putin out to benefit the Western philosophy. How do you not connect those dots? How do you not see this is an insane war for no reason other than the liberals trying to get more domination throughout the world? The World Economic Forum, total control. It has nothing to do with helping Ukraine. Nothing to do with, with helping people of Russia. They want Putin out so they can have the whole Russia area with that liberal mentality. And Putin says no. Again, he's not the best guy. I'm not defending him. As you saw in some of the comments that these people were giving me. But bro, how do you not put these two together and think this is a little bit fishy? That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not even trying to throw you throw this into the, the conspiracy corner. I'm just going to ask you to think, can you connect the dots? That's all. Again, two interviews nearly 10 years apart on the same subject saying the same thing. I don't know what else you guys need to hear or see to at least start thinking a little bit differently other than what the media is telling you to think. I mean, you know, that's it. That's my, that's my politics today. Pay attention to the media. Pay attention to who's telling you what on both sides. There's her side, his side, and the truth, however the saying goes. But to all you internet people, sorry you're pissed off at me. Not really. I got almost 13,000 views. Keep watching. Keep commenting. The more engagement that we get, the more the video gets shared, the better things are. And then if you are listening and you saw that clip and you're pissed off, go to YouTube. This video will be out. This podcast will be out. I'm even going to cut this section up 
and you'll be able to see where I got my information. I am not saying it's 100% factual. I'm saying these are the reports that these people have, the information that they got, and they're reporting it. I'm taking their information, and I'm thinking about it, and it makes sense to me. I don't know how it could not make sense. Like I said, two interviews 10 years apart on the same subject warning us of the same thing. That's it. This is episode, I believe, 147. 147, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Have a great week. Like, share, subscribe. Watch all the videos. Go to all the socials at N underscore discourse. If you like the shirts, go to our any social media page, any t- any video, the link, the, uh, uh, what is it, LinkedIn, Linktree, the Linktree link. Go to TeePublic. Look for these shirts. There's a few on there. We're in the process of making some more. We got into a little kerfuffle the other day, Amy and I, about a shirt that we're making. It is a something to do with uh, vegans and food and plants and animals and stuff like that. And she says she the, she's making the shirt, though she doesn't agree with it. She thinks it's a stupid saying. I personally like it. I enjoy it. It'll hopefully be in the store by Friday. And we'll talk about it then, about the little dust stuff that we had based on this thing. And like I said, it's a shirt. It's funny, in my opinion. It's not going to be funny for everybody. And I'm not trying to appease everybody. I'm putting it out there for people to look at and say, oh, I get it. Let me buy it. If not, haha, I'll get a sticker. I'll get a mug, whatever it is, and move on. So we'll talk about that on Friday. So, everybody, thank you for listening, watching, sharing, like, subscribe, all the fun stuff. You guys have a great day.